In this bulletin, the United States vetoes an Arab-backed UN resolution demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The First People's Assembly of Victoria marks International Mother Language Day and state funeral for Loija O'Donoghue to be held on March 8. The Queensland Police Service has told a Senate inquiry it is continually adapting to meet the needs of First Nations people. In the latest public hearing, the federal inquiry into missing and murdered First Nations women and children, officials from the Queensland Police Service have given evidence about inequality experienced by First Nations victims and survivors in the criminal justice system. Inspector Sam Bliss from the Queensland Police Service's First Nations Division says the testimonies given by victims to the inquiry is concerning. Me hearing this from these uh, victims that have stepped forward and provided this information um, does concern me um, from an organisational point of view and that we have police out there that aren't um, being victim-centric, that aren't focused on our victims. It actually is concerning and and that's something that we need to be better um, and certainly look at our people um, if if this is what's happening. The inquiry is due to report its findings in June 2024. The First People's Assembly of Victoria has marked International Mother Language Day by renewing calls to embrace First Peoples languages and dual naming policies. First proclaimed by United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organisation, International Mother Language Day has been observed around the world for more than 20 years. First People's Assembly co-chair Nagara Murray says despite historical attempts to eradicate First People's languages, communities have persevered with some safeguarding their languages for future generations. Ms Murray says it would be great to see more public spaces that recognise and celebrate the oldest living culture in the world. Treaty negotiations between the Assembly and the Victorian Government will begin later this year and dual naming policies are expected to be discussed during the first round of talks. The legacy of Aboriginal rights trailblazer Loija O'Donoghue, who helped inspire some of the greatest changes to Indigenous recognition in Australia's history, will be honoured at a state funeral. Dr O'Donoghue played a key role in the 1967 referendum, lobbied the Keating government to recognise Indigenous land ownership through the native title laws and advised on the apology to the stolen generation. She died on February 4, age 91, on Ghana country in Adelaide with her immediate family by her side. A state funeral for Dr O'Donoghue will be held on March 8. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has missed the first day of his appeal against extradition due to illness. Assange's lawyers launched the appeal against his extradition to the United States despite his absence, where he could face up to 175 years in prison on espionage charges. Last week, Australia's House of Representatives passed a motion urging the US and UK governments to allow Julian Assange to return to Australia. Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles told the ABC he would like to see the case resolved. What we want to see is resolution. Um, obviously, we respect the independence of the, both the UK and the US judicial systems, and we are very respectful of that. Um, but in, in respect of an Australian citizen um, who is incarcerated overseas, we, we are very simply saying that, um, that, that, that this has been a long time now and, and this is a circumstance which needs to be resolved. 
New South Wales police say a man will be charged with three counts of murder after a mother, her son and another man, believed to be the woman's estranged husband, were found allegedly stabbed to death. A man was arrested about 24 hours after arriving at Sydney's Westmead Hospital, bloodied and suffering knife wounds to his chest, arms and stomach. Detective Superintendent Danny Doherty says police are still investigating the motive behind the attacks. A set of a chain of events that I think it's uh, not only tragic in the circumstances, but the, uh, the consequences were cataclysmic. You know, we've just lost you know, three people from one family who've been, uh, had their lives taken away and what we allege is a murder. The United States has vetoed an Arab-backed UN resolution demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The vote in the 15-member Security Council was 13 to 1, with the United Kingdom abstaining. This is the third US veto of a Security Council resolution calling for a ceasefire. Permanent observer to the United Nations for Palestine, Riyad Mansour, described the veto as reckless. The veto of this draft resolution is not only regrettable after weeks of consultations with every single council member and after endless patience by the state of Palestine, the Arab states and nearly the entire international community that for months have demanded a ceasefire. It is absolutely reckless and dangerous again shielding Israel. Israeli ambassador to the United Nations Gilad Edran says Israel is seeking a ceasefire, but only if Hamas releases Israeli hostages and Hamas militants must turn themselves in. Australian drivers could pay up to twice the price for petrol when purchasing a new car compared to international car markets with effective fuel efficiency standards. The latest Climate Council analysis shows on average a new passenger car sold today in Australia would consume 6.9 litres of fuel per 100 kilometres, leading to an annual petrol bill of almost $1,460. That's nearly $720 more per year than a new European car. Climate councillor and economist Nikki Hartley says Australia lacks fuel efficiency standards and is calling on the federal government to establish a new vehicle efficiency standard. Sharehouse living is growing as the rental market remains tight and high living costs prompt homeowners to rent out spare rooms. Online share accommodation site Flatmates has recorded an 18.8% increase in new listings since this time last year. But even with that boost, demand for rooms is still dramatically outpacing supply. The platform says in many suburbs there were more than 100 people looking for every property listed. The rise in membership to the platform is also partly fuelled by normal domestic and overseas migration trends in the summer months. 18,000 Australians have signed up to the federal government's BetStop scheme in the first six months. BetStop prohibits gambling companies accepting bets from people who have self-nominated to be part of the program. The majority of registrants are under 40 years old, with one-third choosing to be excluded for life. And now for a look at today's weather. Broome, a possible shower or storm, 39. Perth, partly cloudy, 30. Adelaide, sunny, 35. Melbourne, mostly sunny, 33. Hobart, partly cloudy, 29. Aubrey-Wodonga, partly cloudy, 37. Canberra, a possible shower or storm, 27. Wollongong, a shower or two, 26. Sydney, showers, 27. Newcastle, partly cloudy, 28. 
Brisbane, a shower or two, 30. Townsville, a shower or two, also 30. Cairns, showers, 31. Alice Springs, sunny, 39. Darwin, showers easing, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, showers, 32. And that is NITV Radio News. 